You having fun? Yeah, well, as fun as you can have during a global pandemic, but hey-ho. <laughs> um, so yeah, we've, we've talked once before, um, three years ago, after the first album. Um, I live in Brighton as well. Are you still live in Brighton? No, I've been sort of living, well, I technically live at my mum's house, but I've been living kind of like at my cousin's house slash like couch surfing at my manager's house, who's been like house sitting this like big rock stars mansion so that's been really fun and then today i'm at my side hustle job doing some other stuff so i'm all around still i'm like all over the shop but yeah i kind of can't be at home that much because my mum was vulnerable but now she's um she's had a jab so right it's looking pretty cool so you'll be uh you'll be well at some point down the line you'll have a jab won't you hopefully (laughs) yeah hopefully by june all right, you know, I don't want to sort of bang on about the pandemic and everything because uh, obviously you've got uh, the album, which is, it was supposed to come out in January, wasn't it? But it's been put back a little bit to March. And um, yeah, it's fantastic. Really enjoy listening to it. Thank you. Um, I kind of get a sort of a bit of a, you know, sort of um, a rock and roll, pop fiction y kind of vibe here and there. Is this something that music that you've been been influential, obviously, in, in making this, in this record? It, an extent and I love the horns on, on I don't know if they're actual horns but the horn sounding instruments are, are great yeah it's got a lot of life yeah the horns are real so we wrote them like as samples and then um we got the haggis horns um who are like this Scottish like massive massive wasters they apparently drink like a bottle of whiskey and they're like start the session and um, they actually are like the recorded band on Back to Black for Amy Winehouse. Right. The live band. The live band were like different from the Haggis Horns, I think. Yeah. Um, they were fucking awesome. Like just, it felt really like, that. I think at that point when they when the real brass comes in, like the just, the way that the Sonics just like jumped up a gear was just like, mm. oh my God, we've got something amazing here. It's great. Yeah, the Pop Fiction thing's also like, I think it's just generally like the mood of like Tarantino as a whole. Like I don't know if there's like a specific movie that feels like a a main inspo, but as long as I wanted the songs to feel like they could fit into any Tarantino movie, or like if you made a movie next year and this was the soundtrack, it would be like, of course it is. You know, that was like my goal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I like it, dude. It's good stuff. Love to hear that live at some point. Point. You think think you'll ever get horns on stage with you, the haggis horns or somebody else? <laughs> play trumpet, so we're still trying to get him to come and do it, but he's just like really shy and won't do it. But yeah. <laughs> just give him a bottle of whiskey; he'll be fine. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> so, when was the album made? Then was it made before lockdown, or was it made during lockdown? Or so we started it in uh, October 2019. And we went on tour with the monsters. So we did like a week or two weeks in like drum tracking. And then we went on tour with the monsters and men. And then we came back in, tracked some more. And then we went to like a kind of residential studio and then did, um, not residential. What do I mean? When it's like the producer's one that he like has all the time, like his <laughs> own place. Yeah. So it's like one that you rent out to go and do like big sounds. And it's one that you just like produce in like, yeah. kind of post-production studios. Okay. That's how we spent most of our time doing it. Um, and like it was just great like the the whole process was really really like our producer's french and he just has like 
the most laid back approach we would start the session at like one we could go until midnight or we could just like go and have like there was this chinese like japanese i think it was like restaurant on the corner called the asian bistro <laughs> and we would go to, we would go to the asian bistro in the evenings and have like noodles and and, and ramen and stuff and then just like kind of cruise back in at whatever time and we just felt really laid back the whole thing and it was like you know when you watch like old documentaries about how like these people made their records and how much fun it looked while like we were living out that fantasy so the record was basically made before lockdown since then which is a year now what have you guys been able to do so to be honest not much is the is, a, is the honest answer but what we have we did like a small era of um, rehearsals in summer where it was like, you know, that opening bit between like August and September, we did like, we got in the studio and we started writing in the room for album three and we wanted to do like more of a live thing. So we were kind of like tossing a few of those things around just like super, super early days. And we also, <laughs> we also did um, a gig in September. Um, it's a gig. We did a gig. It was a distance gig in London at a brewery where they like put all the benches outside and they sold tickets by tables to like 150, 200 people, um, which is cool because like I actually really enjoyed it and it was it was um, one of those things where you realise like it's never like how many people are at the gig, it's who is at the gig and how much they love it. So that was cool. I really enjoyed like. The one gig that we did. I mean, we did <laughs> like, the beginning of the year as well. But, um, yeah, to be honest, not much. And then we didn't done a bit of writing and stuff since. Like, I've been doing a bunch of like pop writing. Um, I've been doing like my side hustle. I've been doing like um, this like record collaboration with somebody else that I can't really announce yet, which is going to be really big and exciting, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, then I shot I shot the beaches video at home at Mum's house in the garden. Um, I've been making a kind of film, not really a film, maybe film sounds too like big, but I've been filming like a YouTube sort of thing, uh, where like from way back in the day, I started filming during making the album and I, and then I just filmed like everything throughout the whole of this year. Yeah. And, um, God, it's been really, really a lot. Like, so there's loads of dogs running around by my feet. Um, (laughs) Like we just we just we just really been through it as a band. I think there's been like a lot of things. Like Tommy's had to move up to Scotland for a bit, and then like we've had some like uh, we had a bit of a health scare in our band in the last month that has been like so close. Like, thank God we're like through that, but like that was scary as fuck. Um, there's there's been like a lot of just like everyone having to guard different family members, and then like our drummer got COVID back in like like. September or November and then, then we can rehearse and so there's just been a lot of like yeah general shit that everyone's had yeah <laughs> but you're alive and well looking forward to hopefully some gigs at the end of what maybe later on this year yeah we're actually just confirming now like hopefully hopefully we're confirming an autumn tour in the next week or two weeks Okay, uh, just uh, so I haven't got much time, so I'm just quickly, um, I know you've, you worked with Mike Kerr a bit on this record, Mike Kerr from um, Royal Blood, uh, lo- lives locally. Uh, I guess you kind of met him or knew him beforehand. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you toured with them, didn't you? you toured with the band. Yeah, like and way before then, I think like Royal Blood came to like one of our first gigs in like 2015 or something. Like before they got before they got huge, they were yeah. like fans of what we do, and we were fans of them too. And we like everyone knew each other through friends of friends. Like you know how it is in Brighton; it's just very like incestuous. <laughs> I, to say that. I don't know if that's the right word, but you know. <laughs> Good well, networking. I used to be like, I not worked a day in my life in that shop without someone coming into the shop who I've slept with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's annoying, isn't it? <laughs> cool. So that was that was a good productive relationship. Anybody else that you worked with on this album? Yeah, Carl Barat from the Libertines. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was like absolutely life changing. Everything Carl does basically just sounds like a hit, like a Libertines classic, like song that's been written for like hundred years. It's really weird. He's like an unrecognised kind of great songwriter, isn't he, Carl Barrett? I think kind of yeah. a little bit underrated because of popularity, I guess. Yeah, I feel like Carl. Definitely, I've seen difference of like Carl definitely brought more to the Libertines than in my head I imagined. I feel like I always was just like, oh, it's Pete. He's this crazy like yeah. visionary, like absolute caner. And then like working with Carl, I'm like, oh wait, you're like the brains of the operation here. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then. Also, Ollie from, he's called Killer B by his stage name, but he's the guitarist from The Prodigy. Okay. Mm. He's like a hit machine. Like, he's kind of, he's kind of like a, I like to see him as sort of like a magical sort of, he's like a unicorn that you can just sort of whip out. And whatever he kind of brings to the table is always good. He does like guitar. Like, me and him work together a lot on some of the pop artists that I'm writing for. So, I I love Ollie. I think he's great. Um, Jamie from the Claxons came into the studio, studio to make the record with us. Right, yeah. Loads of people just came in. It was like the most collaborations I've ever done. That's obviously something that you really like to do, something you get, you're getting more used to doing, I suppose, as a songwriter for other people or getting into that world, sort of branching out to collaborations and just forging relationships and seeing what happens. Yeah, I think I feel really lucky that I got to do it on this record. And I think you... you the goal is artistically to be able to make something that you love and then to also be able to work with your dream people. And like that that is something that I definitely feel like really fulfilled, like artistically with, like I think to, to work with crazy good people means that you get to learn from them as well. So in terms of the, um, between now and kind of being able to do this thing that you initially wanted to do, which is basically go out and do live shows and things like that. Have you got any plans? Do you know what you're going to be doing uh, for the next two or three months, let's say? There's a lot of live Zooms. <laughs> There's a lot of yeah. signing records, making content, <laughs> editing my film, maybe acoustic stuff. We might have something in the pipes for a, for a big piece of content that we're hopefully recording in summer so exciting but i don't want to get my hopes up about it yet we also have a gig on the 24th of june weirdly which was already booked before boris announced the 21st being a thing which is seated and it's like a banquet in store but like done at prism as an out store hopefully i mean maybe we'll be able to upgrade that to like more people but we've got a hell of a lot of like production rehearsals to run to get to that point as well like we need to get back in the studio and get playing together as a band for like a decent length of time before we go out and do anything Okay. Well, thanks very much, Izzy, for taking the time and um, great album. Well done. Thank, well done for sticking at it. You know, yeah, it's, so, it's so easy just to go off. You know, when's it going to end? And so, yeah, it's light at the end of the tunnel, which is which is wonderful. So, hopefully, get to see you on stage real soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs>